Welcome to Mornings with Monsters. A day to behold, uh, as we are going to discuss one of my personal favorite monsters, uh, giant, always floating, always intelligent, always arrogant, uh, gross-looking sphere of flesh and tendril stalk-like eyeballs, the Beholder. Um, they're super gross, and you know. Something I often forget while we do this podcast is like a beholder. Everyone knows what a beholder is. Absolutely not. People do not <laughs> know what a beholder nope. is. If you play totally D&D, you've probably seen a picture of it. It's on the monster manual. Um, it's in a few other mediums like games and, and things like that. But unless you are at a certain level of... Uh, nerd <laughs> uh you haven't heard one of, heard of one of these things so go ahead and look it up it's gross uh it's it's basically like a floating meatball with eye stalks and a giant eye in the middle and a big uh angry looking maw of jagged teeth uh yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun thing it's uh extremely intelligent and it knows it uh it's aggressive it's greedy it's hateful it's it's a lot of things, and it's in a lot of places. It's essentially our D&D Chad. <laughs> essentially, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's some, you know, outliers in Beholder Society as a... I don't think there's an inlier in Beholder Society. Absolutely, that's true. You know, <clears throat> something about the Beholders is that they are xenophobic isolationists. That is, in the D&D monster manual i'm not that smart with big words um <laughs> so I, it means that they uh they hate everything that isn't them yeah and and that they keep to themselves yeah which is is a little bit weird i think because they they are isolationists but they're also you know very like uh like we were discussing earlier dalek like so it's almost a little weird that they're isolationists and that they don't like kind of stick together with the the similar. But I mean, uh, race. it goes to that arrogant thing that you were talking yeah. about, um, because each individual beholder believes that they are the most perfect example of of existence, yeah, of creation, and so like even when confronted with a different beholder, they will make up petty trivial things in the differences between themselves and the other beholder like skin tone or a wrinkle here around the eye that they don't have or you know what i mean some kind of like just anything to make that difference so that they are justified in just ripping that other beholder apart hmm. but they do have they have a respect for knowing like that even though they're different and they think that they are the best of the species they still understand that the other versions and other beholders that they come into contact with 
are a threat to them and do have like are very strong competitors whereas like other like enemies that they're gonna come against come up against they can probably just wipe out like no problem the other thing is is because there's such a high variation in the way that uh beholders can appear which i did not realize that the variation was that crazy yeah i was looking at different pictures and i'm like some beholders like the fucking I want to say like frost behold like beholders that yeah. get the altered frost by and frost, like, ones. Mm-hmm. they have more limb like appendages or something crazy like That's that. I don't terrifying. Know. It's terrifying. Yeah, but I mean, and like those are cool because like you see a beholder and you're like, shit, I'm in a frozen winterland and I have a beholder here, but it's like a different beholder, unbeknownst to you, totally mm-hmm. perfecting this this area you're in. Pretty dope. It's fucking cra- crazy. I also, something I didn't realize, I actually don't know that every creature has, like, anatomy drawn up for it. Most I don't think... A lot of them. The ones that have been around for a very long time. Okay, I guess that makes sense then. I just, yeah. like, I don't really see it having to pertain to much, but, like... Depends on your players, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's true. You dissect I think one. <laughs> understanding the beholder and it's floatingness I thought was really cool because if you, if you dissect a behold, like a living beholder and you like take out part of it, that part of it will still hover for 12 hours. Wow. Oh. So like you can. Like any part of it? Yeah. Wow. Like despite like any, like any of its organs not actually having like that natural, like a any type of gas of any or air type of you know, pocket other than the obvious lungs, if they have lungs. I don't even technically know because it's a giant head floating skull thing. But yeah, I thought that was so cool. I was like, so you can cut it in half and the two halves will still float for like 12 hours. It's pretty intense. That I would be so. <clears throat> That's why there's actually, there's, I don't think that there's official, it's official one way or the other that once you kill a beholder, whether it stops levitating or not. Okay, so like it could go either way. Yeah, I think that's, that's like cool. DM's discretion, which is cool too. That is really cool. And I think it would still float, personally. I mean, makes sense, uh, which is fun because it would be an awesome opportunity to examine, you know, parts of it as a as like a wizard or a, a scholarly mage. You, you wouldn't yeah. have to like have anything else to, you know, keep it floating in the air. You could check around you could literally work on it as it is yeah super cool that would be pretty cool but uh (laughs) it would be hard to get to that point because these guys are not easy to to kill no normal beholders are what cr13 so they are cr13 um and in their layer they're cr14 uh which makes a big difference yeah um and, you know, much like the Lich, you aren't going to just randomly run into a Beholder, most likely, floating around. You know, there's Beholders that are in charge of entire societies. There's Beholders that have minions. There's Beholders that have, you know, infiltrated and corrupted different governments and things like that. So they are usually pretty well set up because they're so dang smart. And you're walking in, usually when you find a beholder, 
unless I guess it's like a baby beholder. And I don't know much about that. Um, right. Unless, uh, unless you run into one early before it gets involved in anything, uh, you are on its playing ground, you know, you're automatically at a disadvantage when you fight these guys because, uh, they have set up and prepared, uh, even if they didn't know you were coming, they are prepared because they are extremely cautious and they constantly hold the belief that something is trying to, uh, you know, kill it or take it over or, you know, steal its treasure. Yeah. Anything. So it's constantly prepared for those, you know, inevitabilities, uh, <laughs> because usually you are trying to kill it or steal its stuff because it's usually evil. Yep. So they're not they're they're not easy easy things to deal with. Not to mention it can just straight up disintegrate you, which is scary. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying, man. Like, and nullify your magic. Yeah, they can do a lot of stuff. So we should talk about that actually. Yeah, that's absolutely, a, an important absolutely. part, in my opinion. Yeah, they have an anti magic ray that comes from their eye stalk. Or their the cone. eye cone. And it's, a, it's passive, right? Like it's active all the time? I believe so. Yeah, that's, that's what I gathered. So basically, if you're fighting a beholder, not only does it know that you're there, it's known for a while, and it's kind of prepared in, for every eventuality, you also can't do any magic or use any magic items in front of it for a good distance. Uh, a 150-foot cone. That's terrifying. That's uh, terrifying. And that's in any direction that it's looking. So it doesn't have to recast or anything. It just has to glance with its main eye. Yeah. Yeah. It has one central eye in the middle of this giant skull face floating contraption body thing. And then if you guys didn't quite get it because we jumped a little bit past it, but the eye stalks, it can have a, around usually around 10 eye stalks. Mm which are these leathery, fleshy, usually uh, it's movable flesh, but still very, very strong flesh that have eyeballs on the end of it, these eye stalks. So it can see all around it at all times. And it actually, those eye stalks are constantly taking information and attracted by sound, even if the beholder is asleep. And it actually, all of the- That's why it's so paranoid. Yeah, and the the eye stalks, they're constantly sending their information to brain clusters that then send it to, like, the main brain. Kind of filter the important stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking wild. I'm like... Uh, So out of those those 10 10 eye stalks, each one has a different beam attack or ray attack, Um, (laughs) which is so scary. And they're fun. They're fun thing to run as like a dm and a less fun thing to fight as a player because you never know what's getting thrown at you i'll just run through them real quick uh because they are interesting and they work a little bit differently you know normally like with the lich you get to pick your spells you get to you know do all sorts of fun prep with the beholder i mean it's got a bite which is 4d6 okay whatever um but then it's going to shoot three eye beams at you every time uh, and it can take legendary actions, uh, which can it do it? Means, yeah, it regains th- all three legendary actions at the beginning of its turn. So it's shooting like nine rays at you, I think. And it also has layer actions usually, right? Oh, yeah. And layer actions if it's in its layer. Uh, so it's it's not it's a beefy thing. But just because it's interesting, we'll run through the, the 10 random rays because you just roll 
uh, a D10 three times, and it, it is what it is. Uh, Charm Ray, Paralyzing Ray, Fear Ray, Slowing Ray, Enervation, Enervation? I'm yep. not sure. Uh, telekinetic Ray, Sleep Ray, Petrification Ray, Disintegration Ray, and Death Ray. <laughs> Those last two are both pretty much death. Yeah, so yeah, like a disintegration ray, I think is is, is scary because uh, if if it, opinion. yeah, I mean if it reduces you to zero hit points, then you become a pile of fine gray dust. Uh, so they're not revivifying you, uh, and uh, the death ray, it's doing like fifty five average necrotic damage, um, and it dies automatically if it's reduced to zero hit points. So. Uh, no death saves. <laughs> uh, that's sad. And that's, that's you have, hard. yeah, you have a chance of it casting that on you quite a few times in a round. What a oh bitch! Yeah, your D10s could land on the same number multiple times. So, that's... yeah, well, it you have to re-roll, um, you know, the number. same same numbers in its turn. Um, but it gets three legendary actions, and each legendary action is one ray. Uh, so only six per round. Six, but that's only that's like what sixty percent chance of mm -hmm. it being. It's actually more than that because two of the rays are instant death. Um, yeah, and you still don't want to be petrified or asleep while there's a beholder because if you're sleeping, it's a lot easier to land that disintegration on you. There is. <laughs> So, that's scary. Don't usually jump out of the way when you're fast asleep. So this this thing would tear through a a party of uh, adventurers if they were not extremely prepared. I think I would personally rather deal with a beholder than a lich, or uh, other way around. I'd rather deal with a lich. Agreed. Which a lich is harder to kill, technically. CR you know what you're dealing with with a lich, you know? Yeah. It's a CR-22, which is a challenge rating, which determines how difficult of a fight it is. Uh, so a Lich in its lair is CR-22, a Beholder in its lair is CR-14, and I think a Beholder is still harder to fight. It's got more HP, and it's more I random. Think... Yeah. Yeah, and it's... It can see the negating, more. The negating ability of its magical cone is pretty fucked up, too, for you yeah. as a player, you know? Like, your only bet is, like, getting out of its sight and turning invisible before you get and, like, avoiding the fuck out of its anti-magic cone. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting sure. I don't think we fought one. I have... We fought. We haven't fought a regular beholder. I think we fought a tyrant. Yeah, like a death tyrant. tyrant. Mm -hmm. Are still beholders? They're just beholder variations. They're yeah. still CR fourteen, um, yeah. and they have a lot of the same stuff. But um, instead of like anti magic, they have a negative energy cone. Yeah, that's honestly the biggest thing. The biggest difference in the variants is like. What has happened to them based on their environment or based on their, based on another beholder's nightmares? So, from my understanding, baby beholders are not exactly a thing. Beholders no. are more like manifested from yeah. like nightmares. From 
We should we should go into beholder dreams before we get into the reproduction because it, it won't make sense unless we that's fair i mean like uh, i only know so much about it all i so, know is yeah they uh, it can affect yeah a bolt holder has like the ability to create reality and bend it and change it but only in its dreams and without control so we see a, a lot of the variants pop up that way where like if the the beholder is dreaming about death it can like manifest a death tyrant if it's mm -hmm. dreaming about like bleeding in its dream like from a, uh, the last battle or whatever it can manifest uh what is it the death's kiss yeah um variant and if it's just dreaming about itself or looking at itself in a mirror a copy of it can be manifested up to a mile away from the original beholder. It's fucking crazy. And that's basically the reproductive system of the beholder. Do you think um, the <laughs> Do you think the chaos realm is just um, the the dreamscape of all beholders mashed together? That sounds terrible. I don't know <laughs> if they come from the chaos realm necessarily. They no, come from. They don't. The they come from a realm that essentially like the existence of beholders and where they come from makes it so uh psionic powers are possible in D D. Hmm. Oh like, it's from these, these like these things are deeply rooted. <laughs> yeah. They're important. Like, the like main uh the oh god, what's the like the mother tyrant or whatever. Her name is what's the name? So if you, oh, the know, I didn't find that. If you um, kill that thing, no one can have psychic powers, huh? I don't know. If <laughs> they, I don't think no one can have psychic powers, but they have the strongest psychic powers. Yeah. Um, they have the ability to like magically dominate any other beholder. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, you run into these things a lot in. Um, you know, Faerun or wherever, you know, your D and D setting is, but it seems like, it seems like these guys are pretty, uh, comfortable in space. Like the, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like where they come from. Yeah. Somewhere in the astral sea. Uh, mm -hmm. I know they're obviously present in, um, <laughs> the spell jammers campaigns because we've talked to them already. You have, you guys, have talked to the most famous beholder in, in existence, right? In existence, pretty much. Yeah. I almost shot him. That was a bad idea. Um, but yeah, you'll have that to wait for that. Yeah. Oh goodness. Hopefully they would have heard that already. Yeah, um sure. we'll see. Um we'll see. spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. A death tyrant in its lair is actually harder to kill than a normal beholder in its lair, apparently. I can see that. Yeah, not sure why. But uh, I know that it, when you die in, in front of a death tyrant, it's going to turn you into a zombie under yep. its control. So maybe that has something to do with it. You know what I think is so cool? I think it's the death tyrants. Death tyrants, like all of their, f any fleshiness on them, like melts off and they become like just the bone and that like including their eye stalks and the eyes. And so instead of there being the eyes there, they're just like these glowing red orbs. Yeah. Interesting. Which is so spooky. 
so spooky. Um, and there's Never- there's also the the, sp- the spectator. Uh, yeah, which is just like a lesser beholder, which you would run into at a lower level if your DM really wants to have you fight a beholder, but can't because it will just uh, wipe you. <laughs> um, it might throw a spectator at you, uh, which is just like a lesser beholder with only four eye stocks. Uh, and it's 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 main ray. It's it's death ray is is only a wounding ray. So, oh, okay. yeah, it's only going to wound you. Uh, and do an average of 16 necrotic damage. <laughs> um, yeah. Can also create food and water. It's just a cute little guy. He's actually sure. terrifying looking. So look They're all up. terrifying looking. We'll post some pictures on our Instagram as well. Because these guys, they just have so many ways to look. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their eye stocks can also vary quite differently. Um, they can be more like crustacean-like. They don't necessarily have to be like long tendrils, like reaching out from their body. Uh, there's lots and lots of variations of them. I think these things seem like, to me, they would be summoned by a warlock kind of a thing for some reason. Maybe not mm-hmm. a typical beholder, but like a version of one. And sure. I've, I've seen this in like other medias. Where that's like, you know, one of the summonable things for a warlock for some reason. It's like typically going to be like your information, like recon, like surveillance gotcha. kind of thing versus a like a demon that you summon that's just all powerful. Um, yeah. And like, we're not necessarily talking about D&D because you, you don't you can't always do that as a warlock or anything. I don't know right. if anyone can actually summon a beholder, but I don't if you'd want to as a magic user summon a beholder no it's probably more powerful than you well it also anti-magic like anti-magic yeah it's super hidden but if you have one on your side it is a powerful weapon if you have a beholder that is blinded on your side you could potentially teach it the ways of magic so on your side a blind beholder are they still as arrogant (laughs) Do they still They're believe probably, they are the pinnacle? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, they might because um, they take advantage of not having that anti-magic cone. And they typically train in the ways of like becoming a wizard. Weird. So, yeah, it's very weird. But they're like sorcerer beholders. Hmm. Um, mage beholders, I think, is actually what they're called. Uh, I want to play a uh, blind beholder. A blind, a reformed blind beholder, wearing a little wizard's hat. How? I mean, and you're not necessarily blind because you still have your eye stalk. Yeah, but you don't. Oh, have okay. Your, have your main anti magic. Just like <laughs> have a. Yeah. Uh, do uh, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Actually. Yeah. Well, beholders, there's they're scary. Um, there's so much. There's no way we could discuss everything about beholders in an hour. No. Nah. There's Definitely so not. much to do with them. They're they're complicated. They're complicated and there's still a lot of stuff that's like nuanced about them, even though they're so embedded into D and D. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they're they were literally created off of somebody's nightmare. Like yeah. how can you know everything about a nightmare? It's definitely one of the more like nuanced uh monsters we've talked about because they're 
like you said, they're not just going to pop up randomly. You're not kind of, you're not really going to run into one on accident. No, no, there, there are very few, like there are a lot of wandering beholders. I forget the, like the, there was a war, a big fight that happened where they were sent essentially from one plane into a plate, like into the realms where all the other, like where D and D campaigns typically take place. And that's how, like, Luigi ended up being on The Rock, which is gotcha. part of a spell jam, like part of Spelljammer, part of that world in D and D, as this most famous beholder that's in the Astral Sea. And there's also like semi lone beholders that like their colonies were wiped out. That now like, you know, it's just them. And when I say colonies, I don't mean like. Oh, someone came in and wiped out 30 beholders. Like we're talking like, like we said, they don't really get along. There's probably like three or three to like six beholders in one place. Maybe I can't imagine you would need more than that. Um, Like we're our, our uh, campaign that we're going to be bringing you guys along on is taking place on a, a beholder ship. So it's definitely created by more than one, I would assume. Yeah. And when you kind of look at the size and the comparison, like I can't imagine more than like a couple large creatures being comfortable on that thing. Like, sure. Yeah. you know, the way the way I look at it is like, or at least the Beholder Society, right, is like if Beholders weren't as arrogant and self-isolated as they are and they worked together then there would be no D&D because they would have taken over everything. That's true. Like they they absolutely are capable of doing that. Dragons wouldn't stand a chance against a, a flock of fucking beholders. No. But it's also kind of like dragons would do the same, you know. Dragons would absolutely do the same if, if they, they didn't hate each other as well. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of like um <laughs> I've been thinking recently we we're talking about all these monsters like you know, in in real life, if you introduce a like apex predator into you know like a forest where there's nothing, there isn't close one like to that. it. It's going yeah. to eat everything, and there everything. you know it's going to ruin the it's going to ruin everything. Like D and D must have such a wild ass balance <laughs> of nature. Like I think we spoke about like the owl bears, the reason why you don't bears, run into yeah. any de- deer or. Or bears or squirrels or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when we also have like these realms that will put out creatures to balance things that are spit out (laughs) random. Literally, it's like, yeah, things are too peaceful. We're going to send some slod. Some slod. (laughs) Terrifying. Oh, fuck no. Terrifying. That that's just it's scary that those things are out there and they are all knowing and they won't tell you about it. Like oh, right. Like if you got the chance to just like pick the brain of a beholder that's been around for a couple, you know, I don't know how long they live. Million? Thousand years, yeah. Million years? <laughs> Never. They're just they can live forever probably. Exist. I yeah. think it the lifespan it changes on the type of beholder. Yeah. Okay. But I think it, it has I'm and I'm pulling this out my my butthole. I think it has a little bit to do with again like their will. Okay. You know, it's like a lot of their their self has to do with, you know, 
their nightmares, their dreams, their their power within, you know, like beholder is only strong as a, as strong as its will kind of thing, you know? It's only as powerful as it's like uh, let me just slide this in then. Uh beholder, super powerful magic user potentially. Um ends up like finding out oh it's gonna die becomes a lich oh <laughs> gods like that's a that could be a thing could be a thing <laughs> just scary although i probably wouldn't want to do that i'm guessing because it would have to imperfect itself essentially yeah. right so maybe yeah. that's why you don't maybe that's probably won't no see one lich beholder snap block yeah there technically is okay really? So if it pulls a card from the deck of many things and it changes its alignment and becomes lawful good and I'm talking I'm talking a creature. What are they fucking called? The guys where you when a lich takes the a lich tadpole and puts it in a oh, you're talking about the, um uh the elven uh, illithid. Um, yeah. Because yeah. you're talking about illithids, they do the tadpole thing. Yeah, but 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 that is yeah. Oh, when they like infest themselves, are... they put a it into a, a beholder, right? Yeah, because that is that's a um. Oh. It's a beholder kin, but it is still considered a beholder. One of yeah. the many variants. Yeah, that's right. It's got like we talked about it in in, in our episode, episode about the lithids. Yeah. It's the giant eye in the middle with like more tendril like mm-hmm. um body that comes out of like both sides of it and i would imagine it's more of a fleshy leather rather yeah. and a very very hard one whereas like beholder's entire being other than its eyes its eyelids and its stalks are going to be like so solid that like they can't even feel the heat or the cold of the elements around them i would imagine that this is completely like more of the stocky flesh still like very strong but not nearly the defenses that a beholder that makes sense yeah well you guys i i just had a chill run down the back of my spine and i'm not sure if it's because we've been saying the words fleshy and tendrils and (laughs) stock so much this episode or if that is a anti-magic cone of an uh of, of a beholder so I'm going to go get what is most likely going to be my last cup of coffee ever. Uh, and we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to the middle of the episode. Um, this is Dylan again. Hello. Hello. You just heard me talking about boulders and, and stuff. Um, yeah, super fun episode. Hope you guys are enjoying. If you are, make sure you tell everybody you know about Mornings with Monsters. Since we don't advertise, that's the best way for us to spread the word about our little monster talk. Anyways, as always, huge shout out to at Miz and Cake and at Olava's Cryptid Crafts. Check them out on Instagram if you want to see some awesome art just like ours, uh, for our podcast. And as always, make sure you send in any requests or, you know, if you want to talk to us at all about monsters or maybe uh, you want to hear about a specific one, you can reach us at morningswmonsters at gmail.com. So, yeah, make sure you do that. And that's all I got for you this week. We'll see you next week in the next middle of the next episode. Anyways, enjoy. 
Uh, so I did. Um, I did just see a beholder, and it shot me with an eye beam. But Dude. like so far, so good. Nothing. Nothing's really happened. Happened. Yet. Yeah, I think I'm fine. That's good. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's a developing situation. All right. Maybe it's really dumb. Really dumb. Yeah. Maybe well, it's like. Oh, the, the beholder. Yeah, let's bank on that. <laughs> um, it's probably make me. Maybe I'm too dumb. Maybe. <laughs> maybe my intelligence score is just too low for it's it to not affect enough. me. <laughs> no. I mean, I have a high charisma, but I would say my other stats are pretty not. They're pretty average or below. Okay, <laughs> so let's uh, let's hop into some uh, prompt questions. So I don't have to talk about my character sheet anymore um all right friend my personal character sheet uh friends or foe and how would you do it when you want to make this cute little beholder a friend or how are you gonna fight it i'm running away running away Mm, i'm running away i'm i'm pretty sure all three of my characters would just run away would just run even eben who's normally got more balls than sense I th- I'm pretty sure he would not be down. I think every character I've ever made would want to fight this thing. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's just kind of how my characters are made. Not that they're always looking for a fight, but they would just enjoy fighting this thing specifically. Mm-hmm. Some of they them are always looking for a fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe Blarb might not take a bet. I feel like Blarb would only do it if there were, like, money involved. You know what I mean? Like, if he were to, like, run up against a, a beholder, I'm pretty sure he would do what he could to, like, either befriend it yeah, or or dip out, you know? Ooh, yeah. He would definitely try and befriend it because... I feel like he would, yeah. At cards. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think how... I think it would depend on how much Blarb knew about a beholder going in. Yeah. That's true. I think that... His infor- information about the beholder would, well, Can't like I think I already told you, told you guys in in our session zero. But um, you guys will be rolling for familiarity with your creatures when you fight them. So yeah, sweet. Yep. I'm, I'm into that because most of the creatures we're going to be fighting are going to be ones we've covered. So I don't want you okay. to like struggle with how much information you know. Cool. So sure, that's perfect. So I will. Flat, get to know. I want to make it a friend. Okay. Yeah. How am I going to do that? I. Stampy Stampy might be able to with his chaotic god shard. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, if I'm not Stampy, maybe there's got to be some kind of like warlock pact or spell that lets you bind a creature to your service or something right there has to be there's yeah. a druid one there's a druid yeah. one um mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure a, there's a cleric will one. have one so that's option one option two is i present it with something that it wants that it can get through some kind of like mutual deal with me right i think that's the only way like what can, though uh control of a control of an entire society like if i was like a high-ranking noble and i was like you can have sure. my kingdom but i need information on all the random shit i want to know like are you 
immune to charm at this point? I would say no, <laughs> if I was just some snooty noble. Because um, that's going to be a big downfall because what like the main tactic of beholders and their minions is like consistent charm until the willpower is gone so i i it's all like coming together in my head now <laughs> i'm thinking maybe i have like an amulet that makes me resistant to it maybe that i bought off sure. of a sketchy merchant and now i'm like what everyone thinks is the main corrupt like uh you know, figurehead of the society, but really I'm just like on some bullshit making deals with a beholder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like on some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and I would make it my friend so that I could, I don't know, be do evil nefarious things. I don't know. I'm not exactly I, sure what that means, but have an army, right? I like it. Maybe summon a demon lord. I don't yeah. know. Normally when we want to befriend something we want to bring it to us but you want to go you want to stoop down to its level yeah, yeah i was yeah, about yeah. to say i want to get you're involved. meeting it at its evil yeah uh -huh. and maybe in maybe my mindset's just this way right now because of that beholder beam but uh That's maybe i would i think that i would try to awaken it Ooh, interesting can you since its um, intelligence is the way that it is is it not awakened it powerful I mean, ooh, it doesn't actually I, speak common. If I'm oh. a character that knows about Luigi, large Luigi, who is He's an awakened, awakened right? beholder okay. yeah. that has all the knowledge of the universe, which is why he's a friendly beholder and not a evil kill everything beholder. One of the only ones and mo the most famous one, he owns a bar. <laughs> but. I wonder what he would do with a different beholder if they were to ever come. Probably kill it because it knows. Probably kill it. I think yeah. that it would know that it's coming somehow. Okay. And the beholder would probably know to know that it's there and would avoid it. Yeah, I would assume it would avoid it, right? Like, it wouldn't really want to fuck with that kind of thing. No. Unless it teamed up with some exact duplications of itself to take down the inferior uh, bloodline. Well, that's the thing. I don't know that it, it wouldn't, it would try and stay away. If it's another awakened beholder, then it might try and contact it before just walking into its bar, assuming that it, like, it would think it's just a, your run-of-the-mill beholder and want to kill it because yeah. it doesn't want to kill its patrons. But right. if you are just a run-of-the-mill beholder in whatever variation that entails, you hear of a beholder that is, like, being friendly to the common folk and waiting on the common folk and that kind of thing and like somebody who like a beholder that doesn't think he's the best or whatever or essentially refuse to play into the he's, like like he might think he's the best like has the idea that he's the best because the world thinks he's the best not like because he's a good beholder not because he's the best beholder as right. far as Beholders like beholder go standards. in yeah. the mind of the beholder, so they might be out to destroy it. Yeah. Like, if yeah, they that's true. Get too much wind of it, like depending on how. I don't think that they would just straight walk into the bar and try and kill him, but they would trot, probably try and like corner him or go there when there's no people or something. I don't know. I um, see that. You know, it's funny. I just thought about is that um, Luigi has all the knowledge in the universe. And so what he wants to do is run a bar, you know, it's, it's showing like, <laughs> it 
the D and D you meet in a tavern is really there's something to that, you know. There that is, is the pure D and D, really. You yeah. know. You see I, and I think one of the reasons bar. he likes to kind of keep the peace, keep the information flowing, kind of thing, is from what I understand, like you just have to be on the right side of him. Sure. <laughs> he probably just likes to see the beginning of adventures that he knows the end of already. That too. Interesting. He's in the he's but, in the starting point. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'd be fun to try and awaken a beholder. Um yeah, not at the good luck. Like, yeah, yeah. Like just for for like the fun of it, kind of. Sure. Like, I, I mean like why why else would you do it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's that I mean that that would be a, a pretty good attempt, I feel like, you know? I mean no guarantees as with everything, but still like definitely within the bounds of what could happen. I changed my mind. I want to awaken a mage beholder. <laughs> a blind one? Yeah. Okay. I feel like they'd already be slightly more open to being awoken. Yeah, sure. Just because they already have the like instinct to be like, how do I make this work for me? This thing that didn't. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> next question. Uh, if you were to homebrew this monster, would you add or change anything? I feel like it's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's classic. It's uh, it's lawful evil. Oh, we'll get to the alignment next. But I would give it the ability to speak common simply for the fact that I would like to see a sphinx twist. Ooh. Or like... It has a very complicated puzzle, riddle, whatever have you, some sort of challenge that isn't physical. And it, you know, as you it's walk like into its lair, it challenges you, you, you with it. And if you can figure that puzzle out, then you've kind of like impressed it enough not to kill you immediately. Yeah. You know? And it can speak uh, under common and deep speech. Oh, oh, interesting. So that means that there's a lot more under in the underdark. Yeah. Oh. I would imagine. That's cool. But I, I like the idea of like a a beholder on the brink of death giving you like some type of riddle to like you. And if you win it, it will like share its secrets with you. It will just flood your brain with so much information that you almost pops. That would yeah. be kind of dope. I'm not going to lie to you. That would be pretty dope. It would be. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's pretty pretty good. I might give it like an eye stock slap bonus action or something. Slap? <laughs> yeah, just like slap with the eye stock. How ridiculous would that look? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, I, I I don't really see anything else. I would give it. I mean. Its stats it's seem a little out. a little low, to be honest. Like, um, I feel like its wisdom modifier would probably be a little higher than fifteen. Um, yeah, agreed. I feel like seventeen and up would be a bit more appropriate. Yeah, it's got a con of eighteen, intelligence seventeen, charisma seventeen. I think those are all okay. I just feel like yeah. it's wisdom. Maybe its intelligence should be like a nineteen, and a wisdom at least seventeen. But we're just nitpicking. I have an argument for it not being that. Okay. I, I will say its wisdom would be the one thing that might be dinked by its arrogance. Yeah, fair. That's so true. I, that why is why it's lower. Like 
it's a slight lower stat of what it has. The Death Tyrant has an intelligence of 19. Fun fact. And a charisma of 19. But it's wisdom still only 15. So maybe you're right. Do we agree with its uh, base alignment of lawful evil? I think it tracks. Yeah. If we're sticking to the like lawful in the in terms of it's evil with a purpose. Law. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I see that. Yeah, I, I don't think we need to go too deep into that one this time, just because, like, you it's could argue good. any kind of alignment based on its variant form, but but they're for, generally yeah. going to be lawful evil. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's an awoken one, which. Yeah, unless it's an Awoken. How would you like to see them using gameplay or media? Um, is Am I allowed to pass? <laughs> Why? Oh, because you're using because, it? Because, yeah. Fair. And I, can't, uh, I literally, I, I just cannot con- like conceptualize something that, other, I, yeah. that I can't use. And I, I literally can't say it out loud right now. Sure. That's fair. Um, um, I, would, I want to see them used. And at some point, I might just this as a supplemental into our episodes when it and if i do use it so that you guys can understand <laughs> so I mean, we know but, what happened mm-hmm. yeah I'm still in a 50 50 chance of fighting a beholder i'm in both of your goddamn campaigns which means i have to fight a fucking beholder now oh for for sure there's there's a reason i asked you guys if you were okay with being disintegrated at some point oh um, yeah i figured <laughs> <laughs> I, not that you will run into a beholder but there are beholders in my world um there's a chance of you i think there's beholders in all of our worlds yeah i'm sure there are clearly guys are on a beholder ship i think uh i want to see a mini beholder familiar Phew. like yeah because the whatever the eyeball versions of them they say they're like uh almost like an annoying pet yeah yeah they're just constantly following you around i want i want one that like Maybe has like one or two like whatever I beam moves or whatever that don't like. I'm not asking for disintegrate or sleep or anything, but maybe like telekinesis. It can like move things around or like uh, like um gives you like a bonus on charisma checks or something. Um, but that you could use for like reconnaissance and uh you know just like in- intel stuff like that. I think that would be a fun thing for like um a arcane rogue to have mm-hmm. you know i, I think because yeah. like they don't typically have familiars but if if a rogue was gonna have a familiar it'd probably be something like a bird that could like scout for it so i just think a, yeah. be- a beholder would be uh a fun little kind of like the op version of that yeah 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 some type of like uh like dark elf or deep gnome kind of character I was going to say, actually, um, I do have something that I can talk about as far as using the Beholder in gameplay. I might end up polymorphing myself into one at some point as Lorne. Oh. Because I great. only need a couple more couple yeah. more levels. Oh, you need more CR 13? Yeah. 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 No. I only need four more levels and then I'm, I'm allowed. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. For, for an insight. That's rude. I can only polymorph into challenge rating like one. Yeah. Well, he's a glass cannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh it for a little like uh insight into why that's a big thing right now is uh in our last session uh where we're all care we're all players 
Uh, we fucked up really bad, and we came up with like ten plans, and we chose maybe the worst one, and we're all about to the die. worst one. And then uh, Lauren was like, "Hey, what's CR 9 And we're like, "Everything, <laughs> so much, and so he was much like, I could, stuff." I could polymorph into things. CR nine. We're like, "Oh, the cloud giant, silver dragon." <laughs> like, so Freaking that's out. we came up with some weird ideas. Yeah, there's we're. I mean, I have 24 HP left, um, and oh. we just started the fight. Uh, <laughs> full health. From, I mean, my paladin sucks at rolling HP, so I have a base of 88. Uh, but whatever. Um, we'll maybe have to, I might have to re-roll a new character. Should be fine. Should um, be fine. I'll just throw Lauren my shard before I die. Oh! Uh, but... <laughs> you just what? What nothing? Don't, don't even don't, don't even play like that. Don't worry about it. You're gonna um, what? Richard? <laughs> this is fucking recorded. I'm I gonna, can tell uh, you can listen. <laughs> yeah. Edit it out. <laughs> uh, okay. What we're talking about right now? No, I said I was gonna throw the lich my god shard if I die. I'm just kidding. That's not what I said. We need to kill the lich that we released. Oh on yeah, this. we did. We did drop our pocket lich in the middle of a crowded area. Um, but more on that eventually. We'll, we'll let you know. Um, okay, cool. Uh, I, I think our last question, the one I, I've been enjoying asking, uh, is what class you would play if you were playing a Beholder. Oh, that would be fun. And I, I like to think like think less about like its eye beams and stuff, yeah. like, and more about like the monster itself and its, you know. I play a swarm. I play a swarm keeper ranger. Ooh. That could be fun. Be personally like real scouty, you know what I mean? Because I can, um, I, I can f- float, so I'm pretty stealthy in that regard too. And then just like charm things uh, that would like do my physical bidding for me, so then I wouldn't even have to like use my eye stocks for anything but scouting. I think it would be fun. Here's mine, and I've thought about it. At first, I was thinking. A fun blind wizard, mm-hmm. but now I'm thinking a really, really pissed off blind beholder barbarian. <gasps> so it's just oh. it's just <laughs> dual wielding battle axes, like ah fuck. <laughs> yeah. I can't see shit. <laughs> yeah, it can only see out of the two eye stocks it has left that it uses to wield its axes. Oh, that would be fun. Uh, I'll take I'll take disadvantage on every hit, but it would be interesting. It probably wouldn't be sustainable. But could you imagine seeing a like a I mean barbarians don't have armor, but like trying to put armor on a beholder, you'd have to get some custom ass meatball shaped armor. Yep, a hundred percent. I just think it'd be fun to see him rage. Yeah, just like yeah. an enraged blind beholder. I kind of like yeah. picture him with a giant X-shaped scar over its giant eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because the That's... picture of a bl- there's a there's a drawing of a blind beholder that clearly is like a pirate of some type because yeah. it's got like a hook on one of its stuff <laughs> yeah. and it's got a beard and it's got an eye patch, but the eye patch is like held on with like five different like things going around its entire eyeball that you could probably fit a belt of dwarven kind on on a beholder just like strap it over 
it gives you some advantages on stuff, but uh, it gives you a beard or a chance to grow a beard. Well, beholders, part of their their appearance, they can have tufts of hair. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's really fucked up. (laughs) That makes it even grosser. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can be anything from just like a bony, like rocky surface to like interlocking like almost looking like plate mail dragon scale type deals that it can be like it had there there's so many different appearances like it's not even just the color it's the actual like structure is it's just some of it appears rock like some of it appears bone like some of it appears scale like it all they're all just these super rock hard floating circular things yeah why not slap a old school twirly mustache on that why not flesh ball with on a japing fucking mall of a mouth we're gonna have to put some some trigger warnings just for the words we've been using um (laughs) use gross use of gross words in this podcast lots of them um melina what i I stole your class do you have a a yeah i would play I think I would have done Barbarian. I will say that it would be fun to... I, I, I don't remember what Luigi's classes or what any, anything, but it would be fun to have an Awaken Bard. Oh. A holder. That would be really yeah. cool. That, that would, would just really like cool. sing all the tales of the universe kind of thing. Ooh, an Astral Bard. <laughs> just mm-hmm. That would very be cool. awesome. Very, very yeah. cool. You know you're, you're like close to the whatever his name is because you just you can hear the the wails of the bard in the astral sea kind of shit i feel like it would just have like instruments floating around it that are being played all at the same time it's all like that through telekinesis (laughs) okay well now we need a now we need a fucking beholder bard right hey i mean i'm not just because like i might not make you guys fight Everything we talk, like everything we variation we talk about, but I'm not gonna say like, oh, just because we talked about it on the podcast, I'm not gonna put it in our universe. Because oh no, I think you should. Like, spoiler, a better place. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Who knows? May like it helps inspire me too. Yeah, I think it. I think it'll be fun. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap up because I have this strong urge to take all of my valuables into this cave that apparently isn't too far from here. Yeah, I wouldn't Um, do that. So I'm going to go take care of that and see if I can find some more valuables on the way. Um, No. Yeah, I mean, the cave isn't that far. I didn't even know it was there, but I have a very clear mental image of it now for some reason. Um, That's that's real. Did they just really want all of your One Piece figurines or something? (laughs) <laughs> my golden dice uh i have more <laughs> valuables than my never mind. just kidding well anyways i have to go uh make sure i uh prostrate myself in front of my beholder overlord uh we'll That's see word. we'll see you uh we'll see you next time on mornings with monsters i'm dylan i'm alex and i'm melina we'll see you next time bye bye